0: This is the Thursday, November 4th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, including some Thursday night football sides, totals and props. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgerman, Anita Marks with you here this Thursday to get you set for Thursday night football in Indy. We'll touch on some other sports as well, but Colts, Jets, the Mike White-led Jets, Indy laying 10 and a half at home, a total of 46. We'll get to our props in a second, but Anita, how are you playing the side or the total?
1: Yeah, I'm going under here, under 45 and a half. If you could get it under 46, good for you. Um, the Jets, as we know, traveling to Indianapolis on a short work week after flying high. You, you, you mentioned it, of course, beating the Bengals, which I think killed a lot of us in our survivor pools. <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> um, but I, I think this is a come back down to earth game for the Jets, who uh, prior were only averaging 11 points per game on the road. Uh, Mike White as we know took the NFL by storm last week passing for over 400 yards but very interesting Tyler his depth of target was only four yards the majority of those 400 receiving yards came after with the yak the yards after the catch which I find really interesting and this Colts defense will present I believe a different challenge and also they've got game film now uh, that they could work off of meanwhile for the Colts Uh, They play a very slow-paced offense, a very conservative, run-heavy game. They get Quinton Nelson and Braden Smith back. This this is one of the very few games that they'll have their legit five-starting offensive linemen ready to go. So I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a big game. So I really like the under here. Again, 45-and-a-half if you can get it, 46, good for you.
0: Yeah, I I saw it at 46 at Caesars this morning. I, like you, uh, have most conviction uh, when it comes to side and total on the total, and I'm going under that 46, 45 and a half. I believe we've had six straight Thursday night games go under the total, and this is a a point that was brought to my attention by Joe Fortenbaugh. Um, He loves betting unders on Thursday, and it makes sense. His rationale, the short rest, guys are just not recovered in terms of their um, physical ability. So uh, the game slows down a little bit. Uh, you get a more. You don't get quite as many explosive plays. Thing wacky things happen. Plus, we have a Jets team that played at absolutely it's 100 ceiling last week. Offensively, they are not going to have a better game than that. Mike White is never in his NFL career going to throw for more than 405 yards. I mean that that was literally the outlier of outlier performances. On the other side, you have the Colts who have played well enough to win way more than three games this year, but that's just not the case. Both teams are bottom third in the NFL in pace. The Colts, of course, like to run the football with Jonathan Taylor, who is an absolute beast. We'll get to his um, props in a second. But I just think this is a game uh, that goes under the total, keeping that trend alive we've seen on Thursday Night Football over six straight Thursdays. So I'll play the under. If you put a gun to my head and ask me for a side, um, the system says – Take the away team at 10 and a half. That extra hook um, would indicate the Jets are the better play as far as the numbers and the system would indicate. I personally can't wager any of my good money on a Mike White-led Jets team, even after what we saw last week. So I'll pass on the side. But if you're a Colts fan... Um, I am not a fan of either team, but if you're a Colts fan and you want to back your team, I think that's the, the right side. My gut tells me to be on because I just think the jets are going to come back down to earth, um, have some major negative regression and the uh, Colts can, uh, win by more, uh, than 10 points here. So, uh, passing for me officially on the side, though, I lane Colts definitely playing the under of 45 and a half, 46, wherever you can find it. Now to the prop market with the prop queen, Anita, what you got?
1: Um I've got a plethora um and, and I know That's this goes shocking. against what <laughs> I know <laughs> I know this goes against what we're saying because we're sitting here and saying like the under is going to hit. so I'm teetering on the line of Colts getting up early and then just like putting the throttle on the rushing attack and just running the ball extensively in the second half. but I do like Carson Wentz over one and a half touchdown passes. He's averaging two touchdown passes a game. And I think he's looking to get back in, 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 you know, some really poor decisions last week Mm. that hurt the Colts from winning against the Tennessee Titans. So I think he's going to be looking to pass the ball, especially in the red zone. Um, Also, I like Carson Wentz over eight and a half rushing yards. You know, he's been utilizing his legs a lot more now that his ankles uh, are feeling a lot better. And uh and so um those are the two overs I like with wins over one and a half touchdown passes, over eight and a half rushing yards. Um T. Y. Hilton is expected to be inactive. So Michael Pittman will be his main target yet again. 10 receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns last week. And the Jets ranked 26 in the NFL in coverage grade this season against opposing wideouts. So I like Pittman over five and a half receptions. I even love him. Over 67 and a half receiving yards. Sticking with uh, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, over two and a half receptions. He's become a much larger part of that passing game as of late. And the Jets are allowing the fourth most passing yards to opposing running backs this season. So I have him over two and a half receptions, over 17 and a half receiving yards. I'm also going to throw Hines in there. Hines, over 27 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He gets in on third down. So. Um, I I, I really, I like that total as well. In regard to the Jets, Michael is probably my favorite bet, my best bet, Tyler, and we'll talk about this on Daily Wager later on tonight. And that's Michael Carter being utilized in the passing game over four and a half receptions, over 35 and a half receiving yards, and then for going under 12 and a half carries. Um, Ever since uh, Mike White has taken over under center, he has targeted Michael Carter 22 times. 22 times. And as I said earlier, his depth of target is only four yards. So it really plays into the wheelhouse. It's evident that Carter really likes to target wide receivers in the passing game out of the backfield. Um, So, and with that, I like White over 22 and a half completions because I think it's going to be those quick, intermediate, really quick passes that he's going to get out. Um, I just think that the Colts are going to be better equipped to not let those yards after the catch develop. Um, And also I want to, I'm hearing, I text with Rich Samini, who covers the Jets for us at ESPN. And uh, right now Corey Davis is expected to be doubtful. So if that's the case, Jamison Crowder over five and a half receptions, and you get that at plus 115. But again, I would not play that unless it's absolutely confirmed that uh, Corey Davis is inactive. Um, and and see where that 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 line is.
0: Yeah, we're. Not surprisingly, uh, very much in lockstep on a lot of these uh, props. I'm going to forego anything having to do with Carson Wentz and the Colts passing game because I'm not sure they're going to need it. Although I will say Michael Pittman has earned wide receiver one fantasy status. And I think week in and week out, especially in juicy matchups, like you pointed out, you can uh, exploit Michael Pittman um, having some soft lines in the market. So if I did wager on a, a wide receiver in this game, it would definitely be Pittman on that side going over 67 and a half receiving yards. But Jonathan Taylor on the Colts side, absolutely love 104 and a half rushing plus receiving yards is his prop at the moment i would go over that because jonathan taylor has gone over 104 and a half rushing and receiving yards in five straight games he started slow the first three games of the season but after that 114 169 158, 110, and 122 are his yardage totals in the last five games. He's been an absolute beast. You're right. He's earned more usage in the passing game, which is helping this uh, and getting him the ball in different ways to use his dynamic talent once he has the rock in his hand. So I love Jonathan Taylor. Don't know if it's coming on the ground. Don't know if it's coming through the air. I just know he's in line for at least 105 yards and probably a score in this game as well as the, as the, uh, um, side, and to- as the side, pardon me, sets up for an a extremely friendly, positive game script. Home running back, favored by 10 plus points, that usually means that home running back is going to eat in the box score. So I'm big on Jonathan Taylor in this matchup on the Jets side. Similarly, I am targeting Michael Carter. I'm going to go under 49 and a half rushing yards. That correlates with your under 12 and a half carries. Um, not only do, is this a negative game script for Michael Carter, where uh, they might not be able to run the football often if they get down early, but the Indianapolis Colts, as far as rush defense EPA and run defense DVOA. Are number one in the NFL, and it makes sense. They have DeForest Buckner on that line. They have Darius Leonard, the maniac, in the middle um, to defend the run. So their their defense is dynamic in terms of its efficiency against running backs. The Jets are still without Mikayle Becton, uh, the big road grader on their offensive line. So uh, couple game script, couple matchup uh, with Michael Carter's props, and I am definitely going under 49 and a half uh, rushing yards. And like you, I think if Carter gets his, uh, makes his hay it's going to come in the passing game because Mike White is captain check down 20 plus targets. The last two games for Michael Carter, he's converted that into 18 catches. So nine catches per game. Um, and the indie defense is specifically designed to allow short stuff over the middle and into the flats. They play a very strict shell defense over the top and they will submit and allow tight ends and running backs in the short area over the field to just dink and dunk their way to try and move the football so love what you're doing with michael carter love what you're doing with jonathan taylor that's what i'm on as well i do think jameson crowder also operates in that area so um uh, if if Corey davis is out that's very much the sweet spot of attacking this indy defense so that's how we're looking at thursday night football really quickly anita are there any week nine lines you want to jump on before sunday real quickly
1: yeah, I, I mean, in regard to what the Giants are dealing with COVID-wise, um, you know, some tests are coming back negative. Some tests are coming back positive. Uh, but what, what definitely is happening is that guys are staying home. You know, they're being extra careful, unlike the Green Bay Packers, uh, in regard to making sure that if any of the players do have COVID, that it won't spread throughout the organization So with that being said, even though all that the Raiders are dealing with, with the unfortunate and sad story with Henry Ruggs, um, I still like the Raiders here Uh, coming off of a bye. So I like the Raiders minus three here in New York against the Giants. I love the Patriots each and every week. Mac Jones is getting better and better. Um, I like the Patriots minus three at Carolina, the Bengals minus two and a half against Cleveland, Cleveland dealing with a lot of drama in regard to Odell Beckham Jr. And I think the Bengals Um, I think this line should be a lot more, but because the Bengals lost to the Jets last week, it is what it is. And last but not least, the Ravens, minus six against the Vikings. So those four lines right now are lines I've already taken advantage of.
0: All right, let's move to the NBA slate tonight, a little bit lighter slate on a Thursday. Um, I'll start and let you know that the, the one game that jumps out to me right away, Anita, is the Miami Heat. They're taking on the Boston Celtics at home in Miami. The Celtics did play last night against Orlando um, and got a low-scoring victory, but that's Orlando. Now they're bumping up in class to maybe the best team in the NBA to start the season. The Heat are laying just six in South Beach, and I don't know if the Celtics have a bunch of partiers on their team. I don't even know if they had time. But, of course, the old Miami flu is something that we talk about <laughs> uh they've been in i've been i've in... <laughs> yeah. lived
1: in so, coconut grove for four years i know i was there i know what those players do when they come to town it's, it is a thing it is a thing tyler
0: so after beating up on the uh, orlando magic it's like what a 13 minute flight from orlando to miami and you got time to uh get out in the streets maybe hit up uh 11 or fountain blue maybe uh slide into live for a bit um, regardless whether the Celtics were out or not last night, whether they got their sleep or not, Miami has just been awesome so far this season. I will lay the six there. Um, they're basically number one in net rating, number one in defensive rating, number one in rebounding rate, top four or top five in offensive rating. They've just been an absolute um, killer so far this season. The addition of Kyle Lowry, um, Tyler Hero returning to his form from the bubble, and then some Jimmy Butler playing on MVP level. Um, I like them uh, laying the six uh, with the Celtics coming into town on the second leg of a back to back.
1: Yeah, for me, I- I'm looking at the Jazz here. I like the Jazz on the money line at minus 125. I also like the under in this game between the Jags and the Hawks at 220 and a half. Um, you got the Hawks. This is the second game at a back-to-back, and they lost to the Nets last night here in Brooklyn, 117 to 108. Had to jump on a flight, go back home. Meanwhile, the Jazz have been in Atlanta for over 24 hours, so uh, they lost Tuesday. Kings, <laughs> 119 to 113. I don't know if this was a, a scheduling um, mishap or whatever the case may be. Donovan Mitchell, 36 points. Um, now I know he's questionable with a right ankle sprain right now. That's going to be interesting. But Utah six and one, three and one on the road. Atlanta's been struggling. Trey Young only 22 points a game, only 28% from three. And uh, I know he's been having some issues with the reps, as a number of the star players have with the new rule changes. He's only averaging five free throw attempts a game. And there's some other things that you know I think not enough is being discussed here, like you know changing of the ball. They went from Spalding to Wilson, uh, the crowd. A lot of these guys are dealing with uh, issues with depth of target and the officials. Like I said, you know, defense is having an advantage here. So I love the under. That's probably my favorite play at 220 and a half. But also I lean towards the Jazz at minus 125 and my prop bet, Trey Young, under one and a half three pointers. And you get that at plus money at plus 115 and also under 24 and a half. Points at minus one fifteen. Um, he's only gone over twenty one points in one of his last four games, and it's not just this game against the Jazz. The Hawks have the next few days, uh, a really a gauntlet of a schedule. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Trey Young is limited in minutes on the court. So under for Trey Young tonight.
0: All right, that'll do it for today, Anita. I'm going to have you hang on after we turn the record off, and you're going to tell me some stories about your time in South Beach uh, <laughs> when you were running around there. Can't wait to hear oh, that. I'll share. I I'll don't share know some if tales. you can <laughs> handle the
1: truth, Tyler. I don't know if you can handle the truth.
0: Oh, you ordered the code red, huh? You ordered the code red when you were down there. All right, a little bit more than ten minutes, but. As you know, if you've been listening to the Daily Wager podcast, when Anita and I get on the mic, we like to go. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And we'll talk to you Friday on the Daily Wager podcast.